0: This morning we are blessed to have a speaker, Danny Sitters. He is from Monroe, Louisiana. He is also a candidate for our minister's position. And he will be speaking to us this morning. Just a brief information about Danny. Again, he's from Monroe, Louisiana. He is currently the preacher at the Columbia Church of Christ in Columbia uh, Louisiana. Uh, Danny is here this morning with his wife, Mary Uh They've been married for for 27 years. Uh, they are the proud parents of four children. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the ch- children, Danielle, is here, and as well as her husband, uh, Tyler. Uh, they are of the city, so they live here in Kansas City. Uh, there's quite a bit of information here about uh, Danny and the bulletin, so I'm not going to go through that. So you can read that and. Uh, And with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to to Danny.
1: Good morning, Heartland Church. Let me say my first observation of you. I want to say thank you for the opportunity to stand here amongst a group of people in the community of faith that represent what I deem to be every part of society and culture around us that most churches don't get to experience. And I just want to say it's a privilege and an honor to be with you this morning. Thank, thank you for honoring the legacy of Jesus Christ and what He came to do in reaching to all people. Thank you. Now, having said that, um, if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn over to Luke chapter 5. <clears throat> one of the one of the great things about um, speaking at a place for the first time is I still have all my stories and all my favorite jokes that I can lay on you. So <clears throat> just know that if it's the Lord's will and we come here that um, I won't have all these wonderful jokes every week. So I'll try to space them out, but... My favorite is the uh, lady that was walking down the street one day in, in a large city down the sidewalk with all the shops that were open. And there was a particular pet store um, where the owner would put out the, the kittens and the puppies and the birds. There's a particular bird. A, it's a parrot, right? It's a parrot that talks. Just go with me then. Um, put the parrot out and the lady's walking down the sidewalk. And the parrot, when she passes by, goes, Hey, lady. Hey, lady. She turned around and the parrot goes, "You're ugly." I was like what? He was so offended. She turned around, and stormed right back into the uh, to the uh, pet owner's shop, and said, "I can't believe you got a parrot out here. This told me. I walked by and told me I'm ugly. He said, I better not ever hear that again." Guy's like, "I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. That won't happen again." He was coming home that day. He had to walk right by the parrot sitting out there, and she walked by, and the parrot goes, "Hey lady, hey lady." turned around. You're ugly. Stormed right back in there and said, listen, that parrot told me that again said, you're ugly and if he ever says that again, I'll own this store. Do you understand me? And he said, yes ma'am, I'm sorry. That's a rebellious bird, but I promise you it'll never happen again. So of course every joke, you've got to do it three times, right? So the third time, she walks by the next morning and the parrot goes, hey lady, hey lady. He turned around and looked at him. He paused for a moment and said, you know, (laughs) There's something in us that knows. There are things that we know about life, we know about the world that we live in, Um, As we talked about in class, there are even even questions that we have in the world that we live in. And and quite often in life, we feel like that we are um, up to our necks in life and about to go under. We live on the east side of Eden, longing to go back to that paradise, but we can't because the entrance is blocked. And so we continue to make our way through this world we continue to, to move ahead. We continue to look for the places in which God moves and the places which God works and the people with which He works with so that we can continue on our journey together. And by the way, this journey that we're on following Jesus is a journey that we all must take together. Amen? We go together in this. Life has a way of being incredibly joyful. And adventurous. There are there are glorious moments that we experience in this lifetime. But there are also challenges. If you have your Bibles, turn over to Luke chapter 5. Let's quickly go through this text. Luke chapter 5. A story that probably several of us are familiar with. Starting in verse 17. One day when... They went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat, through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow um, who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and he asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. And immediately he stood up in front of them and took what they had been lying on and went home praising God. And everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. And they were filled with awe and they said, we have seen remarkable things today. Our youngest daughter uh, played has played basketball for the last two or three years. And, um, and they've moved from district to district. But uh, a year or so ago, we had a road trip to take to a place called Lake Providence, Louisiana. And I believe we had been there a year or so earlier, but we went. It was time when you arrived. It was dark. I, didn't, I couldn't see anything. But we thought, you know what we're going to do? We're going to arrive a little bit early before the game starts. All the players rode the bus and we'll grab a bite to eat. We make our way up to Lake Providence. And we drive into town <clears throat> and I'm looking around and it looks like a bomb has gone off. This has been a war area. Either that or a, a, a tornado has come through. Dilapidated houses and burnt down houses. And, and, and as the, the more we drove into town, the more shocked I became. What in the world is going on here? So we thought, well, we'll just find a place to, to get something to eat. There was no restaurants. There was only one convenience store that... Uh, frankly, we were scared to go into. But so we made our way to the uh, basketball gym and they ushered us in quickly. And we sit down and, and we began to watch the game. And during the game, um, the, our daughter plays for Washita Christian. They were playing uh, at high school There's General Trass High School. And there was only about seven girls on the basketball. Game. And the game began and, and their girls... Um, there's no other way to describe it. They were angry when they played, and they would foul and they would foul hard and they would just lay lay our girls out. And, and if you know anything about basketball, you only get five fouls, and they start racking up a lot of fouls in the first half. Beginning the second half, they they had three girls with four fouls, and they begin the second half, and these girls come out and start hammering our girls again. And this one fouls out, and now they're down to five players. About 30 seconds later, another one uh, fouls, and she's out, and they're down to four players. And about another minute after that, another one fouls out, and they're down to three players. And I never forget sitting in that, in, in, in that gymnasium, and I thought, there's a lot of anger and bitterness and frustration. Um, so I go home, and the next morning... I began to do a little research on Lake Providence, Louisiana. I find out that it is the poorest community in the United States of America. I was absolutely shocked by that. And as I'm doing my research, you you can pull this up yourself, CNN a few years ago came to Lake Providence, Louisiana, and did a 15-minute segment uh, about the... the, Income inequality in that particular part of Louisiana. So I'm watching this video. And um, they begin to, sh- to share stories about a people that live in Lake Providence. And I see a grandmother who has raised five children. Some of them are a little bit older now that live in a house. And she's also raising eight grandchildren. She tries to keep a job and keep food uh, in the house so that she can feed them. There are no jobs to be had. And I'm watching this thinking, what is it that they have to live for? Where is the hope that they have? I feel so sorry for a matter of fact, every time we go to some event, like a, a track event in General trash High School is there, I'm always rooting for those athletes. Please let them win, Lord. Please let them win. They showed this grandmother slash mother on Sunday morning on this CNN video. They all got dressed up in their best clothes. They go off to church. And they show them worshiping together. And when they come together to worship in Lake Providence, Louisiana, I mean, they are celebrating life. And they're singing and they're clapping and their hands are lifted and they're smiling and they and they showed a little clip of the of the preacher up there going and man he was just getting after it and there was spit coming out of his mouth and he was talking about, you know, the greatness of God and they were yeah and I watched this. They they showed just a little bit. They did the Lord's Supper and they had the offering. These folks got up, walked down to the front, reached in their pocket, pulled out money and put it. In. What what is this? What am I witnessing here? What am I what am I seeing here? I want to come back to this story. We have the story here in, in Luke chapter five of the, the paralytic. And I wonder what it must have been like from his perspective that day. Right? Can't move can't walk. You're always dependent on somebody else. You have to have them to to get around in life and to be taken care of. And he has some great friends, so they come over one day and say, listen, we heard of this man who might be the answer for you. This might be what you're looking for. There might be some hope here. I know your life has been difficult. I know it's been a challenge. I know that you haven't been able to do things that you normally But I think... They pick him up and they carry him. And, and as they're carrying him, I just wonder what he was thinking. Oh, God, please. Is this, is this what I need? Is this what I'm looking for? Is it possible? Is it possible that there's some hope here? And they get there. And the house is crowded and they can't get in. And I wonder if he thought, well, it was good for a while, but it's just like everything else. There really may not be any hope. Thank God for His friends, right? They're like, no, we got this. Let's go up on the roof. Cut a hole. Blast it open. Here we go. Drop him down there. We're not going home until we get you to Jesus. By the way, there's a sermon there in that particular sentence. We're not going home till we get to get you to Jesus, but that's not where we're going today. They bring him right down in front of Jesus. And Jesus looks at him and I want you can only imagine the anticipation, right? Here we are. I'm right in front of Jesus and Jesus says, "Your sins are forgiven." <laughs> Do what? That's how we say it in Louisiana. Do what? My sins are forgiven. I want to walk. And then, after that happens, we have a description of a religious battle going on. One of the things that I have I have seen and I have learned about in ministry in the church and just being part of us, I was raised in the Church of Christ. My dad was preaching in the churches of Christ before I was born. One of the things that I've learned is that when there is there, there, when there is a movement of God, there tends to be an argument within the church about it. You ever notice that? Something about God moving and doing that just kind of makes us uncomfortable. Although that's what we long for, that's what we, that's what we want to see, that's what we want to experience, that it's, it's this idea of going back to Eden when it happens, it causes us some real concern. Pharisees are there. They want to know, who do you think you are? Only God can forgive sins. And I love Jesus here. my interpretation of Jesus but here's what Jesus does oh you think that's something watch this which is easier to do to flippantly say your sins are forgiven which he had the the right to do or to say get up and walk he tells him get up I'm wondering what the guy thinks that's laying there that's paralyzed get up and walk (laughs) I can't They, 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 they don't work Jesus says something more than that. Get up, pick up your mat. Which is a way of saying, it's time for you to walk away from your old life. It's time for you to move beyond where you've been living for your entire life. Meaning, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually. It is time to get up and move away and walk. And go home. And he does. And I wanted to know, and by the way, what I want to play with this morning in this story is, when he does, in verse 26, we have this phrase. And everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. And I looked at this word that comes out in the English translation, amazed. And it's a, it's a word uh, in the original language, ecstasis. Okay? Ec meaning out of. Stasis is our standing. Right? Homeostasis. Uh, we want to stand. Every human being, every society, we're looking for balance. We want to be able to, to stand. We want to find normalcy. We want to find um, exactly what works. And you see if something works, then you stick with it. And And so this word means... To step out of your standing. To move beyond yourself. And I saw the definition of that word and I said, that's what I saw in church on the CNN video in Lake Providence, Louisiana. That when they came together to worship, it was a cry to God to help us Move beyond ourselves. I live in a world of difficulty and challenge and struggle and and people and people are everywhere and people cause me problems and they cause me concern and and, and I live in a church and, and, and I live among all kinds of other folks and God would you give us hope and help us to move beyond ourselves. That's why they praised. And that's why they sang. And that's why they gave. And that's why these people who were standing there that day, the English says they were amazed. Let me tell you what they did. They went, whoa, what is this? What we long for in Jesus Christ in our lives is to allow Him to move us beyond ourselves. Now, I want you to think through with me with this. You ever been with somebody? You ever been in a circumstance where you you, you just thought, ah, "There's no hope here," and that person will say something, or do something, or take a specific action, and all of a sudden things began to open up, and you stand back and go, Phew, "I'm amazed. I didn't see that coming. I didn't think that was possible." Move beyond ourselves. And one of the things that I want to encourage you uh, today with is this, to continue to look for those ways in which God moves to move you beyond yourself. Now, go back to the story. How did this happen? Because when I read it, I say my, my first thought is, "Okay, God, I'm ready. Move me outside of myself. I'm going to get the remote, a bag of chips, I'm going to sit on the couch, and I'm going to wait on you to just move me. Right? Great contemporary theology right there. Just sprinkle it on me, God, and I'll go when you do. There's a problem with that theology, I think. He had some friends who were willing to get their hands dirty. He had some friends who were willing to, to carry him. That's heavy. I got my granddaughter Jordan here today, and um, and and, and for the last couple of days, Grandpa, you want to hold Jordan? And I say, Yeah, I want to hold her, and I'm holding her, showing everybody. And after only about a few minutes, I'm like, My elbow's about to cramp here. This is, I'm not used to this. Right? I fight through it, drink some Gatorade, and keep moving. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Can't imagine carrying somebody that far. For this man to be able, not only for this paralytic, but for the the, the, um, audience that was watching, for them to be able to step outside themselves, somebody else had to have incredible faith and courage to pick this man up and carry him. Not only that, they got there and the church was full. Some of us won't drive two or three blocks to go to a church if the parking lot's full. We're like, we'll go home watch it on television. Right? Not only did they not let that deter them, listen to me carefully now, they didn't let it deter them, it became more of a of a way for them to, to express faith and courage and commitment to Jesus. Well, you know, the restaurant's full. Well, there's no more seats available. We're going to get a seat. We're going to get a reservation. We're going to find a way to make it happen. A hole in the roof. There they come. And because of their faith and their willingness and their courage and their commitment to this friend, several people got to experience amazement and wonder by stepping beyond themselves and looking at this and going, wow! There are days when I get tired of the mundane In the ordinary, in life, and in religion, and in reading the Bible. For a long time, I was told growing up in churches that those things that happened back then have gotten locked into the book. They don't happen anymore. When I got older, I thought, that's not very much fun. That's not a whole lot of hope. You see, instead of coming together to worship as the body of believers, I don't want to just sing about what God did with what Jesus did with Zacchaeus. I want to sing to Jesus and thank Him for what He's doing in the lives of people all over this world. And I want to thank Him for what He's doing in our lives. But here's the key how much faith and courage am I exhibiting? What am I stepping out to do? Here's the other thing that comes to mind in this: that when they were amazed, watch this, they praised. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you that I got to, to see this. Thank you that I got to be a part of that. If God loves somebody that much, if, if if they're using their faith and their commitment and their courage to turn the life of somebody around, I wonder what God could do for me. I think that's what coming together on Sundays should be about. Being before the Almighty. That allows us to move beyond ourselves. That's what I believe the atonement is. When you break that word down. At one minute. Those who were separated. Have been drawn back together. So I want us to look for those. Areas in which God is moving. I want to step. Outside of myself. To get up tomorrow morning on Monday and it's time to go to work and, and, and you know what you're going to have to deal with. But I want to have the eyes to look beyond the ordinary to see what God can do to help us step outside of ourselves to give God the glory. But it's going to take faith and it's going to take courage. And when it happens, I want to thank you. I want to praise Him. I love this verse in Psalm 5. And then I'm done. I can, I can smell the barbecue. I know you can too. Psalm 5.3 In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay re- my request before you and wait expectantly. And wait Expectantly. May we be people who refuse. May we be people who absolutely refuse, as followers of Jesus Christ, to live an ordinary and mundane life. And to walk by faith. And to find the brother or the sister that needs our help, and they can't figure it out, and they're almost in over their heads, and we say, you know what? Let's go together. Yeah, but there's no hope. There's no help. We're going. We're going to find it. We're going to bring you before Jesus. But the thing that you have to do is pick up your mat and go. So tomorrow morning, may I say to you, lay your requests before the Lord. And as you go through the day, watch expectantly for what God can do. Because at any moment, He can help us step beyond ourselves. Thank you, God. We're going to stand and sing the invitation song. morning, if you need prayers, we can encourage you. We can pray with you, pray over you. You can do that right now as we stand and sing.